Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> What up, everybody? Welcome to episode 66 of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, the podcast designed to get you hyped about your dream life, to get you inspired. So get those pencils out, get that paper out. This is to all my visual artists out there. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. Get those pencils moving. I love it when people tell me, I love to listen to your podcast while I draw, while I work. You know, that's beautiful. That's glorious. Because that's the whole point of just sharing this shit so that people get hyped about their life and the adventures that they can go on, getting other people excited. Life is a very exciting proposition, you know? And what are we doing today? Here we are. I'm in the VIP zone in the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, in the pavilion. And just sitting here, you know, honestly, a little a little low-key today. You know, I'm trying to get hyped, um, but there's a lot of, there's there's been so many amazing things going on, you know, but there's also some heavy-duty things going on. In the, in the external spheres, not in my immediate sphere, but in the external spheres orbiting, you know, around the life of the Bandit family here. Um, my dad, ugh, fuck me, man, you know, I don't even want to fucking, I keep restarting <laughs> the podcast because it's like such a buzzkill, but you know, just like we say, we talk about we talk about the hype shit and we talk about the tough shit, you know, and I might as well just get it out of the way. My dad just got uh, diagnosed with more cancer. He has pretty serious um, uh, prostate cancer. Some of you may remember that what in the early summer, late spring, he had his tongue removed from... Tongue cancer, which he got from uh, radiation to cure his throat cancer 20 years ago. Um, And uh, he is kind of trying to get back on his feet from having his tongue removed and adjusting to life, you know, uh, eating through a stomach tube for the rest of his life. And shout out to my dad. He's, you know, being very positive and resilient uh, about it. You know, my dad's a pretty low-key guy, so, you know, in his own way, but he's, 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 you know, he's, he's really going through some tough stuff, and he's keeping it together, you know, as you gotta do, you know, especially when you got family and shit, you know, my mom is there by his side, and, you know, uh, me and my siblings are there as much as we can be for him. And, you know, a lot of, you know, moral support, 
since we don't all live in the same town anymore. But uh, just found that news out basically Friday or, or Saturday maybe. Like, what? no, today's Saturday. I guess we found out yesterday. So that kind of is bumming me out. It's weighing heavy on my heart. Um, so I guess I'm just gonna, gonna push into that, you know, rather than I keep trying to come with the hype, you know, and we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll ramp it up. We'll ramp it up in this pod. We'll, we'll hit, we'll get it rolling and we'll hit the groove, but we'll just get this, you know, we'll just get this heavy stuff out of the way. But, you know, I know that a lot of people are out there relating to it and to think of just getting it out of the way is silly anyway you know because this shit is hype to talk about as well you know um it's the realness it's the rawness this is one of the things that we actually love to get into on this podcast is the stuff that is hard to talk about um sometimes you don't have the words for it and i feel like i don't have the words for it right now but uh, just kind of catching everybody up to where I'm at, um, you know, I feel like I'm just sort of starting to wrap my head around my dad having his tongue removed and, you know, it, just his overall health picture kind of declining. Uh, he had both knees replaced a couple years ago like a year ago, I guess a year ago, um, and then had this tongue cancer business. Um, he actually just a couple of weeks ago discovered he had Lyme disease, um, but was able to take medicine and get that, get those symptoms taken away, get the symptoms cured. Um, I don't think it's like deep set uh, Lyme disease. But uh he then just found out, yeah, that he has this, I guess he, he, we knew that he had some kind of prostate cancer, but it was a question whether it was slow growing or fast growing. And he just found out that it is fast growing. So he needs treatment for it. So that's going to be, you know, surgery or radiation or both. And all of that means, you know, just a lot of his life revolving around that, you know, and instead of kind of being able to move out of that phase, cause he just went through all that with his tongue cancer. They had hoped to be, uh, my parents had scheduled a trip to go to, uh, arches national park in Utah. And I think some other places as well in that area. Um, you know, but the, but the Lyme disease symptoms, they had to figure out what that was. So they couldn't go on that trip. And, uh, and, and now he has this, this shit to deal with. So big shout out to my dad, much love going out to my dad. Um, you know, he just means the world to me. He's definitely one of my favorite people in the world. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, um, I, I have a lot of my dad in me, obviously a lot of my dad and my mom in me. Um, you know, a lot of my grandparents as well. It's funny how you go through life and you kind of, through the different challenges, you sort of see different facets of people in different ways. And, you know, you kind of see where you got certain parts of yourself from. And, you know, I can definitely see some of the 
some of the deep thinking, the analytical thinking that I do coming from my dad and my love of toys coming from my dad, my love of movies coming from my dad, so many beautiful things from my dad. I'm so glad that, you know, I've I've been blessed to have um parents that have been in my life my whole life up to this point. Um and you know, obviously going forward too, but just just, you know, these points in life make you stop and just like appreciate also what you do have, you know. Um, so, you know, to be determined, I guess, kind of what that means for my dad, um, and how hard this next round hits him. Um, but you know, he's, he's really in this metamorphosis. Um, he, he, you know, can't eat anymore. Um, he has very little hearing from, uh, previous, the, the, the throat cancer was followed by something called an acoustic neuroma. Um, 20 years ago, and that's some kind of cancer-like thing that happens in your, I guess it's a non-cancerous growth, but it's some kind of growth that happens in your ear, and, and his had to be removed, and he lost, like, all of his hearing in one ear and most of his hearing in the other, so he kind of is operating on, like, a quarter hearing or, like, you know, yeah, basically, I guess, 50% hearing in one ear, so, like, about a quarter of his hearing. He's got about half of the speech that he used to have. Um, he can't eat (laughs) anymore through his, you know, he can only eat liquids through a stomach tube. And now he's looking at maybe more of his functions, uh, you know, being removed, um, through this, you know, prostate surgery or whatever. So, you know, in that way, saying it out loud like that sounds very heavy. Um, but you know, as, as we know, you you got to look at what you do have, not what you don't have, right? That's that's looking at what you don't have, uh, what he doesn't have, but what he does still have is his his brain is intact, his spirit is intact. Um, you know, he's still mobile. Um, you know, someone that is, you know, as when I was in my wheelchair, I had my mobility taken away from me. Um, you know, the prospect of it really being removed forever. Um, and, and when I was a teenager and, and luckily it ended up not being this, the case, but I, you know, I was in a wheelchair for three months. I know what it, it's like to have your mobility taken away. So definitely, you know, you don't ever want to take that for granted. I mean, just to think right now, if I had been in the wheelchair for the rest of my life from the age of 16 years and beyond when I broke both my feet, um, to think just how different my life would be, you know, you know, would, would Ghost Scouts exist? Um, you know, it would definitely be very different. Um, you know, I, I don't think I would be out building my own house in the woods and, and doing all this hiking and all that. Who knows? Maybe I would. Maybe I'd be a crazy motherfucker, you know, repelling up the side of fucking <laughs> – repelling isn't the right word. What's the opposite of repelling? Ascending uh, buildings with ropes uh, and pulleys, pulling myself up and doing it. Who knows? You know, people certainly do very remarkable things. And I'm hoping that that is the approach that my dad takes. Um, uh, we shall see. You know, we shall definitely see. He's not a super physical guy anyway. So I guess probably, you know, physically probably isn't going to be the the things that he does. But writing is his favorite thing to do. So, you know, in a lot of ways, maybe um, this is something that's going to really focus him on his writing. I think that is, is, you know, we were just talking on the phone the other day 
and you know you can I can still understand him um, even though he doesn't have a tongue his speech is augmented but you know he's getting better at it and I think the more that I talk to him the more my ear gets tuned to his speech um, it's kind of interesting actually it's kind of like when you talk to someone you're sort of processing what they're saying in real time when I'm talking to my dad I'm sort of like most of it I can heal it here in real time but then some of it it's almost like a foreign language where I have to hear the whole of what he said and then my brain runs it back and puts together the pieces that I can get and then like figures out the piece that I didn't get and can kind of put together the whole that way, uh, put together the, the, you know, the, the missing parts. Um, but, uh, it just, you know, life is a fucking wild thing and life is always changing. Um, I think especially when you're in certain times of your life, it can seem like life is one thing that is just stretching out forever in front of you and it's not changing or it's, you know, only changing in the ways you want it to or, um, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, I, I can't attest to everybody's life, but recently I have, you know, just through where I'm at in my life, you know, turning 39, uh, having a family, watching my kids grow up super fast, like nothing stays the same about children. Even though when you're a kid, I feel like your life kind of feels the same. But from the outside looking at a child, children grow so fast. Um, and uh, now seeing my parents age and what that means. And I'm kind of all in the middle of it, right? I have my own kids and then I have my parents and then my kids are growing up, and then my parents are aging, and both of those spectrums kind of start to happen at an accelerated pace. And I'd say for the first time in my life, I'm starting to feel the effects of aging a little bit more, not in a bad way, but just like, you know, just that what I need to do to, you know, just feel tip top is, you know, not just step out of bed every morning, you know, it's, it's definitely make sure that I'm eating healthy, getting my exercise, um, you know, uh, just really taking care of my mental health and my physical health, but it's just a wild thing. And there's so much going on. And, and also in all this mix, uh, my grandfather has passed away. He died right before me and Athena were going to go to Denmark um, so we didn't get to go to Denmark, um, for those in Denmark, big shout out. Um, I am trying to figure out if I can reschedule for December. Um, the animation workshop is throwing me some new dates and, uh, I'm just trying to kind of trying to, trying to create a vision of the future and and just with all these new moving parts and see what that looks like and and see if I'm going to if that makes sense for me to go in December so kind of figuring that out this weekend probably cuz they need to know um over there at the animation workshop shout out to Peter who's been great about all this but yeah we had to we were we were booked up to go you know they booked our flights uh to Denmark and Um, We were all set to go, and the week before we were going to go, my grandfather passed away and kind of lost a long battle, a three-year battle with kind of existential depression, I guess you'd call it. Nobody really knows because he didn't really give a name to it. Um, It's pretty spooky, really. It's one of the, I guess, probably one of the spookiest things, you know, for, for, for we love spooky shit on this podcast. 
one of the spookiest things that I've ever seen in my life is, you know, my 90-year-old grandfather go from just being in the prime of his life, uh, you know, one of the biggest personalities that I've ever met, um, literally just break, he's like, his life is like a fucking musical, he would just break into song, ta-ra-ra-boom-dee, ta-ra-ra-boom-dee, you know, and then the saints, oh, when the saints, oh, when the saints come marching in, you know, you'd just be hanging out, and he would just be starting to belt these fucking songs out, you know, at his house or fucking at the Olive Garden, um, he'd just, you know, you'd be out, and he'd just go around and start just schmoozing with other people, He he's, you know, he's, you know, 200 plus pounds, you know, 6'2 plus, uh, you know, big head, big guy, um, you know, World War II veteran, um, you know, just kind of a classic, uh, you know, American, red-blooded American man of that era. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and just kind of, at the end, at, at, at 90, 90 years old, still, you know, happily married. My grandma is, you know, now 93, uh, survived, you know, my survived by my, 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 my grandfather is survived by my grandma. I guess that's how they say it. She's still alive and well. Um, she's actually still working. She still works real estate on Cape Cod at 93 years old, still closing houses. Um, I, I get a lot from my grandma. I really get a lot of my fire and my idealism and my get up and go from my grandma um, and my outlook on life. Uh, she's a very sunny person. Um, she has been someone that has always given me a great deal of confidence in my life. And, and my grandfather as well. But it's funny. I It wasn't until my grandfather, and maybe this is a cultural thing, you know, but it wasn't until my grandfather started to become afflicted with this existential depression that I realized just how much of my strength came from my grandma. Because I guess I saw them as like one thing, like my grandparents and like maybe because we live in like a kind of traditionally male centric society, like male dominated, male dominator society. I mean, I think that's definitely shifting, you know, because it should. But, you know, especially, I don't know, just just, just coming from my perspective growing up. Um, although my parents are pretty equal, like in our family. But uh, <laughs> caveat, caveat, uh, qualifier, qualifier. Um, my, I really realized when my grandpa started to fade away, because that's exactly what happened, how much of my strength and idealism comes from my grandma. Like she's just a fucking rock and like she, nothing shakes her. Like she's just is, is there. My grandpa for some reason just started to get shook. Like I guess maybe he just looked up and realized he was 90 years old and like started just really feeling his mortality. Like he had kind of, kind of been like shuffled into retirement he was like a businessman, like kind of like managing department stores and, you know, kind of a big business guy um, in different areas in Burlington when I was a kid. Um, actually knew Bernie Sanders and did some work with him. He was very involved in the city of Burlington um, back in the day there in the 80s, I guess, early 80s or something like that. Um, and... uh 
and he just looked up at the age of 90 and 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 just didn't have anything to do and i think he kind of didn't know who he was you know he's traditional like roman catholic and all about you know catholicism strict catholicism and shit um even though he had a gay son who died of aids shout out to my uncle john who actually you know died in the same room as my grandpa um in their sunroom when i was a kid in the 90s uh i i kind of witnessed my uncle dying of aids in their sunroom not the actual act of dying but just you know the whole time that he was dying there um you know but uh i think he just didn't know how to reconcile his beliefs at the end of his life which is just kind of strange to me because he was so devout but i guess that goes to show like if you don't i don't know like if I don't know. I mean, I guess you can't. I was going to say if you don't kind of develop your own internal like religion and your own internal spirituality, you know, maybe it can kind of fail you at the end. Who's to say? But it was very odd because he lived like a great, great life. And then just at the end, he somehow just became consumed by anxiety um, and articulated a little bit of it. Maybe he had some kind of regrets. But I don't think it was really anything beyond the scope of what we all deal with. But somehow it just crumbled him. It just crunched his soul, you know, and he just slipped away. And every time you talk to him over the years, he just was crumbling away and fading away like fucking, you know, like like uh, slow motion just turning to dust and he stopped eating and he just wasted away and withered away. And, uh, so, you know, and, and so he died and we didn't get to go to Denmark. Um, which was, which was the whole thing was definitely, uh, you know, less than ideal, Uh, but it was good for him because he was just at the end, he was just sleeping all the time. He had lost like a hundred pounds, and he just was like a skeleton wrapped in skin kind of at the end and just like he couldn't talk and he just would apologize basically, um, you know, with my interactions with him. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, it's a very spooky thing. It was very spooky to see someone that you love and someone that is such a powerful mythological figure in your life be reduced to, you know, just, just, just cowering in the face of mortality, um, or, or just not cowering, but just like bewildered. He was just seemed like he was bewildered at the end in the face of mortality in the face of his, you know, in the face of, you know, the, the void and, 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 and transitioning to the next like phase of his life and then phase out of his life, you know? So, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about that lately, about impermanence, about transience, about, uh, you know, certainly death and what lies beyond that veil, you know, that making that transition and, and just how impermanent things are. And that idea of thinking life is one thing. I've always thought like, okay, like my family's here and then my parents are there and then my siblings are here and my grandparents are there and like, you know, we see each other at the holidays and we hang out and blah, blah. And now that's starting to change. You know, my grandpa's gone. Now my grandma's going to have to, you know, sell the house and, and 
think she's going to move closer to my parents in New Hampshire. They live on Cape Cod. And things are really changing, um, as things do. And I guess that's just the blessing and the curse of living. You know, you start to see these things change around you. So, you know, shout out, I guess just, you know, shout out to everybody that is struggling with loss in their life, um, you know, and and things changing, um, even just, you know, the loss of the way things were, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful that my dad's still alive, um, you know, because without, you know, modern technology and medicine, you know, I mean, I'd be crippled, my dad would be dead, you know, and, and you know, my dad would have died 20 years ago. Um, so I'm, I'm very thankful that my dad's still alive, but just kind of grappling with the changes, you know, it's like a fucking David Cronenberg movie, you know, kind of like a body horror, like a body transformation, you know, losing these functions of your body and stuff. And, and, you know, seeing that lineage, you know, like, you know, my grandfather is gone. My dad's health is, you know, hopefully going to turn around. But, you know, uh, from an outside perspective, kind of on a drastic decline, like it's kind of going in one direction. It's going downhill very fast, um, which is definitely scary. And then, you know, so to think of it from a lineal point of view, you know, just, you know, me just how do I process this? How do I use this information in my life and and hopefully be as functional and mobile and healthy and and mentally healthy, you know, uh, seeing my grandpa's mental health crumble and seeing my dad's physical health crumble definitely make me really appreciate what I have right now and and make me really continue to think about how I can sustain that. You know, I've, I've definitely, since I've been a parent and, and we've moved here to Vermont, I've thought so much about my health, um, you know, being what it means to be, uh, you know, actually truly physically and mentally healthy, you know, really trying to exercise every day, get that, get that heavy cardio in where you're pouring sweat every day. I feel like you have to do that. Don't take it for granted that you're young and in shape. It doesn't matter because you can still look good. You can still feel good and and have unhealthy habits that are going to hurt you later on. You know, getting that deep cardio in, making sure you're eating a very wide spectrum of nutrients, you know, getting all that truly really good nutrients, that fresh fruits and vegetables, organic shit, that that stuff that's you know close by you you know we're we're so lucky here to live in a farming community where we can get the local meats this isn't i'm not talking about some trendy ass whole foods bullshit i mean get it get it wherever you can get it you know what i'm saying i'm not dissing it but i'm also not just talking about this as trends i'm talking about this as like a human lifestyle and a human diet you know so Good reminder for me and also to, you know, as the as the listener to this podcast, life speaking to you, you know, because I think that's what we all have to do as a, as the human community, as a human culture is take the lessons from each other, take the lessons from our elders that, that we learn from our elders, that we see happening with our elders and we turn around and we 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 use that knowledge you know that's that's the that's 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 the one of the best things that we can do with it so you know i am at a bit of a place where i have a bit of a heavy heart right now but 
you know, even just talking about it is is good. It's nice, you know, and, and I'm going to make sense of it all and I'm going to use it to motivate me and inspire me, um, you know, in my life and and uh, and and share it with you guys. So there you go. There it is. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to see if I can make it out to Denmark in December. Um, we'll have to see. Um, to be determined. I got to figure it out. But that's the real shit. That's the raw shit. You know, that's the fucking raw shit. Because life is about everything. And I don't want to I don't want to just sit here and, and just be hype all the time. You know, I just want to be real with you all the time so that, you know, the hypeness is real. You know, it's not just I'm going to get on here and do a hype podcast like the hypeness comes from being real. You know, um, obviously, one of the mistakes or one of the one of the reasons that my grandfather was having an existential crisis at the end of his life is that obviously there was things that he did not process, you know? So don't 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 go into a shell. You know, don't don't shy away from the from the from the abyss, from the darkness of life. Life is all about that balance, right? It's about a balance of of being productive and having fun. It's about a balance of um the the hype shit and the and the bright shit and the dark shit and the heavy shit, you know? You have to always reckon with everything because if you just dwell in one domain or another, you don't want to be dark all the time, you don't want to be light all the time. You know, you don't want to be sad all the time, you don't want to be happy all the time. Because there's more to life than that. Life is multidimensional. It's infinite dimensions. It's very complex. And to the richness of life is in the depths of despair and the heights of ecstatic joy and enlightenment. And and the opposite of the enlightenment is that the, the confusion, you know, that, that depth of confusion. I can only imagine the depths of confusion, the depths of the bewilderment that my grandfather was going through. You know, I wish he had opened up more and tried to get help. He wouldn't really get help from anybody from it. He was trying to deal with it himself, and it destroyed him. It destroyed his physical body, you know. His mind destroyed itself, you know. My dad's physical body is kind of eating itself. His mind is still there, you know. And, and, and you know, shout out to my dad. Keep that morale high, you know. But you want to take the steps that you can before things get to that point, you know? Just like my grandfather maybe needed to do some housekeeping in his mind to not run up against that existential abyss. You know, maybe my dad could have done some physical things differently. Not a very physical person. Not someone that exercised regularly. You know, not someone who did strength training. And... I'm not judging. I'm not dissing. You know, I I don't want to. I don't want anybody to feel bad about it. But right, these are lessons. What are we supposed to learn from these things? You know. And you know, if you are if you are really working out the mental, you're gonna be mentally fit. If you're really working out the physical, pushing it right, going above and beyond. You know, that deep sweat cardio every day. Your body's going to be in better shape. Your body's going to be better equipped to deal with internal problems, right? So as a group, let's 
let's digest that together. You know, let's fucking, let's work on that. Let's work with that. I know my girl Ashley Blades knows what I'm talking about. She's been talking about that, that physical fitness leading to that mental fitness and that mental fitness feeding back into that physical fitness. You know, that's one of the core principles that Go Scouts is founded on, you know, is that the physical health and the mental health are connected and your creativity comes from both. You can't have, you know, I mean, of course you can have creativity and not be physically fit, but can you really have mental fitness without physical fitness, right? That is in not just intellectual, but like high morale and feeling great. How many people, I'm not just talking about being smart because how many smart people that you know, but they're depressed and they're anxious and they're stressed, right? You know what's great for stress? Working out, you know, and getting that mind right. You know, if you get that mind right, your creativity is going to be that much more on point. And if you are physically pushing yourself and creating all those amazing chemicals that your body makes when you work out, that that gives you, you know, one of the one of the greatest treatments for depression is physical fitness, is getting and working out, right? So get that physical, boost the mental. That boosted mental is going to lead to much higher levels of creativity, okay? I don't buy into this bullshit of the depressed artist, right? The stressed out artist, the angsty artist. Fuck all that shit. That's low-level bullshit, okay? You want to take it to the to the fucking professional level? Get your fucking mind right. Get your fucking diet right. Get your exercise routine down. You know what I'm saying? Now here in the VIP next to me, we got the fucking weight bench. You know, taking it to the next level. We've been talking about it for a long time. Athena got me the weight bench for my birthday. I'm so hyped about that. There's no better gift for my 39th birthday than the fucking weight bench. I'm about to get jacked. About to get Mr. Universe Arnold Schwarzenegger jacked, you know? My body's about to look like fucking... Uh, something that is fucking jacked, you know? <laughs> About to get in that. And my boy Mike Vance is coming next weekend. Uh, Go Scout Dick Whiskey. He's been doing powerlifting for like the last year. So I'm looking to fucking tag team with my boy Dick Whiskey and fucking get jiggity, jiggity, jacked. I wish I got jacked when I was young. That's one of the things, if I could look back. I never... I, you know, I wasn't really about physical fitness until I got older. I kind of took it for granted of just feeling good and, and having tons of energy and always having as much energy as I needed because I was such a hyperactive spastic dude, such a kid, such a hyperactive, like young adult. And I also biked everywhere. So that I didn't think of that as physical fitness, but it really was like I've always biked like up until I had kids. I biked everywhere. When I was in L.A., I would bike 20 miles a day. Um, just bike all the time everywhere and bike through the winters here in New England, um, (laughs) just on a regular mountain bike before they had the fancy fat tire fucking winter bikes and shit, biking through snowstorms, fucking 10 miles through snowstorms going fucking minus one mile an hour. Um, so I was actually always like a physical person, but I never like, I always thought like lifting weights and shit was kind of silly, but I wish that I was actually into that because I think fucking weightlifting is pretty fucking dope. So I'm, I'm excited to get into that. Um, 
But you know I'd be fucking running up to the sports field every day, shooting those fucking hoops every day. Um, you know, of course I go through lapses. Everybody goes through lapses, but I always come back to it. You know, that's what you got to do. You got to get on that physical regiment and just creating those good routines and habits, you know, getting those weekend hikes. I actually didn't work out a ton during the summer, like running-wise. I did it kind of sp- sporadically, but um, but we were hitting the hikes every weekend. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm back on it. I'm back on it. I've been running every day. I've been shooting hoops every day. I've been lifting these weights every day since I got the weight bench. So I'm pretty fucking excited about that. Um, well, we blew right through the se- the theme song on <laughs> this one. So I guess we'll skip the theme song on this. Uh, yeah. Well, one of the things. So so I guess, yeah, I, I kind of just had to talk about that. Um, I mean, I wanted to talk about that. Uh that that kind of heavy duty stuff to start the pod but one of the other things that I wanted to talk about was um one of the things that I really got great insight into this summer was the real balance of productivity and having fun um cuz a lot of times like because I love drawing so much um and because I'm an extremist and uh you know, my up until I had kids, I really prided myself on insane work ethic. Um, it was very successful for me to work basically all the time. Um, I just loved it. Um, for some reason, I am just really good at that. I would draw basically, you know, eight, 10 hours a day, you know, six, seven days a week. Um, I would always find time to chill with my friends and, you know, obviously usually have a girlfriend, you know, this is before I was married. Um, you know, so, so, you know, always, always maintain that social life, you know, cause I've, friendship has always been such a big thing to me and, and, you know, always having romantic relationships. I'm a real romantic, real romantic idealist, always trying to find my wife up until I found Athena. Athena bandit, the woman of my dreams. Um, you know, but I found great success and really prided myself on work ethic. It's funny what you build your self image from. And that was one of the things that I really built my self image around was my work ethic. And it always really worked for me right up until I was about 30 and then I had kids. And then all of a sudden having an insane work ethic can sort of start to work against you, um, especially when your pride is worked up in it and it's such, it's so ingrained in your soul. Like that's how I built my individual personality. When I really started to figure out that I loved drawing and that's all I wanted to do and I loved riding bikes and I loved fucking just being in the woods, I really just comprised my life around working on those things all the time. And then when you have kids, like it really behooves you to find a balance between doing the things that make you happy and doing the things that make your kids happy because they're not they're not always the same thing and it's very easy to rationalize as an adult like I have to do these things this is like how the adult world works and I have to make money and I'm busy and I have to I have to do this and this is what this is what I am this is who I am and I realized um and I've known for a long time you know whenever you like know something it's you kind of like known it for a long time 
I've been trying to balance it more and more. And sometimes money doesn't allow you to just kind of have the balance that you'd like, right? You need to earn a certain amount of money. You have these bills to pay. The equation just works out that you have to work a lot. That's most people, really, because most people don't make uh, enough money to, you know, have the luxury of taking time off or, or you know, only working part-time like I've been doing lately. Like a lot of the spring I worked part-time and then – I saw the opportunity because I had saved up a lot of money. Um, you know, Netflix pays fucking bank. You know, I'm fucking stacking up those bags, those fucking, those Crystalia fucking bags of money um, working in Netflix that, you know, I can make the same. I, I actually, I'm actually working part-time at Netflix. I'm making more money than I made full-time at Cartoon Network, making more than I did there working part-time at Netflix. So that's a great luxury. And I really started to try to really balance things more. And I was like, wow, this is great. And then I realized, wow, I have a bunch of money in the bank. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be building on the house this summer. Um, what if I just take the fucking summer off so that I can, so that I can really, I find like it's hard to do more than like really two big things in a day. Like, like get a bunch of drawing done, get a bunch of building done. That's really most of my productive hours in the day and also a lot of my mental hours in the day, right? After all that creative work and, you know, building work, figuring out the math of things and just the repetitive nature of building and kind of figuring out the physical spatial issues and stuff, your mind is kind of shot at the end. So when you're kind of with your kids, you're kind of like, ah, my, I'm just relaxing, dad's relaxing, blah, blah. Very easy to become the dad who's just always relaxing around his kids, you know, but not necessarily just busting out and engaging in fun stuff with them like kids want you to do. My son just constantly wants me to wrestle. You know, Wolfie wants to sword fight and wrestle and all that stuff. And Junie wants me to read books and 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 go out and play in the woods and, and let's go for walks in the woods and all that stuff. You know, and you don't always have the energy for that at the end of the day. So I was like, fuck, what if I just take the summer off and I just build on the house and hit the lake every day with my kids? And at first I was like, shit, you know, is that, should I do that? Is that going to like be bad? Like, you know, am I going to lose the momentum on the movie? Um, you know, am I, is this, is this going to come back to bite me in the butt? Am I going to somehow screw myself in this way? But once I was doing it, I was like, as soon as I did it, actually, like the first week and, you know, I was just got up and I built on the house and then it was like getting hot out and it's two in the afternoon. And then it's like kids have eaten lunch they're playing and then they're, oh, it's time to go to the beach. And then, okay, I'm coming. Let's go. And then we go to the beach and we're swimming together and we're playing and we're having fun. And then just we're chilling for the rest of the night, you know, for the rest of the afternoon and the night. And the kids are getting just peak attention from me, you know, just, just full dad. Like now my job is to just also be dad for half the summer because I was really starting to think like, God damn. And again, this goes to the whole impermanence and the whole transience thing and the whole big picture thing, seeing what's been going on with my dad for the last year, seeing what's been going, seeing what my grandpa has been going through for the last three years, right? Thinking about all this shit and then going, fuck, Wolfie's only going to be eight this summer. 
and Junie's only going to be three this summer. They're going to be different people next summer. You know, they're going to be at different phases of development. And I know I've mentioned on this podcast before, but, you know, once Wolfie's 12, 13, it's going to be me begging him to hang with me. You know, it's not going to be fucking him, you know, coming to me to hang out. So I'm going to be like, Wolfie, hey, let's go for a hike. He's going to be like, beat it, Dad. I'm playing Xbox with my friends, with Scott. (laughs) You know, I'm smoking cigarettes with Trevor. So, you know, I just had this, I really sat down and thought a lot about it. You know, I don't make decisions lightly. I really try to visualize. I do a lot of creating a vision, right? We always say that on this podcast. Create a vision of who you want to be and what you want your future to be. That's not just like once and like you sit down and do like a giant brain crunch. That's like every week. That's like whenever a decision is coming down the pipe, like sit down and no, you don't might not literally meditate on it, but like let it ruminate in your mind and 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 really visualize different outcomes. Do a quantum visualization, right? Where you look at different pathways you could take. Because as we know on this podcast, in the Goshrimp realm, you know, there are infinite pathways that you could take. There's infinite outcomes that can come from your decision making, right? We all have the power to shift our destiny, right? Not a hundred percent, but we can steer it right. We're we're in the river. We're in the we're in the river, and it's going. But we can kind of steer this way around that rock, or steer this way around that rock, or go down this branch of the river, go down that branch of the river, or or pull our boat to the side for a bit and make camp here for the night, right? So, I kind of decided to just get out of the river and and fucking just spend the summer just really slowing things down as much as possible and chilling with the kids and. It was truly such a good decision. It was a counterintuitive decision going against that like that voice in my mind that's like work like like work solves everything. You know, just be productive, like hit the desk and draw and that that's how everything in my life has made sense. That's the only way I've ever been able to make sense out of my life. But I'm slowly realizing there's a new way to make sense out of my life as well. Make sense out of life and that's just spending time building the relationship with my kids, just being friends with my kids, not being dad, but being friends with my kids, being a kid with my kids, letting my inner child play with my kid. I always tell Wolfie, I'm like, man, you would have loved me when I was fucking your age because we're basically the same kid. Like if, 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 if I was a kid and Wolfie was a kid in some quantum realm together, it would be fucking absolute insanity, you know, cause we're the same person. So but that's still in me. I'm still I'm still who I was when I was a kid. But I'm also all the other versions of myself. But you kind of have to take the steps to regress. I can't just be at work and be the kid me. I kind of have to go into the realm of like just spending the day at the beach and all these things. You kind of do the things that you did when you were a kid. And then you start to kind of regress to that level. And then you're kind of in that mindset with your kids. And it's glorious and it's beautiful. And... This is one of the greatest lessons that I've learned recently is just to take advantage of the times when you can truly, really balance things between your your work life and your 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 relaxation, your family life. You know, you're you're really digging into the quality time with your family. 
it's really easy to take it for granted. You know, I feel like I have taken a lot of, not always by choice, you know, like, but I feel like I've taken a lot of the, a lot of my kids' um, childhood for granted because it just feels like, ah, oh, they're kids. They're going to be kids forever. Like, they're, or they're going to be kids for a long time. When your kids are like young, it just seems like, oh my God, they're going to be kids forever. But all of a sudden, Wolfie's starting to get more grown up and you're like, holy shit. And so, you know, I'm just so fucking thankful that I was able to do it this summer. So it was a really great summer. It, uh, you know, had that really, you know, heavy twist coming, you know, to to go to, you know, everybody everybody going to my grandpa's funeral. Um, but then a really great thing was, you know, I decided I was going to be designing the Unbox Industry, the toy set for Unbox Industries um, during this time as well. I was going to do that while I was in Denmark. I was going to be, I've, I have a lot of sketches and I was going to like, nail down my sketches and get my final kind of toy designs done and and into them my like my not my final designs but like my my more finished uh submissions I haven't showed them anything yet uh cuz it's an open-ended project and uh you know because I was in this frame of mind I was like you know what I could just jump right back into work that's a great thing for me to do for me to deal with all this for me to get my head straight but you know what for for my kids and for my family, um, let's spend the this next week at my parents' house. You know, we went to the funeral, and then we just decided to spend the following week at my parents' house. You know, chilling with my fam, um, and instead of dragging my work into that, I said, "Wolfie, let's fucking build Lego sets all week." And me and Wolfie dumped out the giant, we have a tub of Legos that are me and my brothers from growing up that, you know, weighs probably 50 pounds. It's like probably four feet long by two feet wide by two feet deep, right? I think that's an official cord of Legos. <laughs> You're stacking cords for the winter. That's a cord of Legos. And... uh and we busted out the Legos. We got. We have a lot of the old directions. I hunted up a lot of my old directions from the '80s space sets and and the '90s shit and the the '90s pirate sets and stuff. And we just started building Legos. And um, I posted some of it on Instagram. I posted a few sets on, but I but I didn't post. Uh, there's a bunch more that I should post because we built like a big UFO set and. I built the first pirate island set that came out that I have, and I almost finished building the samurai castle that we have, which is so sick. That's that's a little later on. That's like late nineties, early two thousands, maybe. I, I was in high school. I think that was like late two thousands or uh, late two thousands, early uh, early bleh, 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 late nineties. Sometimes I say things on this podcast and I don't catch myself. Just like that, I'll be like late two thousands, then I'll go back and I'll be like that was late nineties, not late two thousands. Sometimes your brain just says something and it's a little jumbled, but your brain thinks it's right and I keep going, but it's wrong. But I'm here to correct it. Um, like in the podcast of uh, kind of my life story, I was saying that I made $25 an hour delivering papers. I made $25 a week delivering papers. That's a very different <laughs> that's a very different picture that I was painting. <laughs> People are like, he made $25 an hour at his first job? Fuck this fucking guy. But anyway, me and my son Wolf and and you know Athena got in on it and Junie did some as well. 
but I thought this is a great way to, I don't know, just like, just process a, a great death in the family, you know, like it's a big hole in the family to have my grandpa gone. So I thought what better way than to all hang out as with the, with, with my parents and, and my siblings and all that. And then me and Wolfie just spent the whole week building Legos and, you know, you know, there's a part of me that's like, fuck, like I, you know, I, I, I didn't, didn't work on the, you know, these toy designs and I really wanted to work on them then. And now I have to figure out when I'm going to have time to work on it again. But, you know, there's always going to be time to figure out when you can get work done, but there's not always time to go back and have these really meaningful moments with the people that mean the most to you. I'm not talking about just like procrastinating and fucking just, partying with your friends and shit you need to have friendships that's very important but uh you know and and this also has very much to do with where I'm at in my career you know um I'm what fucking 16 years into my professional career um and I and I'm you know eight years into having a family it's very healthy for me to reimagine my work ethic and kind of balance in my family life with it. That may sound strange to people. I think a lot of people really struggle more with getting work done, with finding the the er, like finding the desire to really dig into work and stuff like that. They feel like probably the opposite is true. But I'm such a natural workaholic and I love what I do. Like I don't I feel the most myself when I'm working. You know, when I'm just drawing and I'm so happy and fulfilled and I'm exactly where the universe wants me to be. That's what it feels like, right? So well, how could I go against that? Well, you know, sometimes you have to shift a paradigm and I'm shifting the paradigm to also feeling that when I'm just hanging with the fam and keeping that in balance, you know? So I'm very, very thankful for that. And I feel like that's a really healthy place for me to be with everything that's going on in my life right now. So... Um, I want to talk a little bit about that. That's, that's one of the things I wanted to get into on the podcast today was just the idea of give yourself the time to have fun and spend that quality time with the people that you really need to spend that quality time with while you're still being productive. Cause I'm still being very productive, right? I've been building on our house the whole summer and, you know, I'm, you know, this week I'm, I I just jumped back on the project and I'm back to drawing part-time. You know, I don't have a trouble being productive. My default is to like stand up, like if stuff's even like, if, if people leave the room in my house, like, you know, if, 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 if the kids go off and start doing something else, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go up and just fucking get back to work. You know, (laughs) like I'll just disappear. Where's dad? Oh no, he went back to work already. Fuck. You know, I have, uh, I have, a, I, 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 I kind of have an aversion to just relaxing. You know, um, not in a bad way, because like to me, the work is relaxing, and like I'll go for a bike ride to relax or something like that. But like for me, I love productivity and I love being productive. And to me, it's like, I guess to me, it's like putting that quality time with the family into that category of productivity. And I probably talked about this on the podcast before. I'm sure I have. But I learned a much deeper, more profound uh, level of that lesson this summer. 
And I don't know if it'll be possible because right now I just have a really unique ex- ex- uh, opportunity with like with with Netflix and Escape from Hat being like so cool. Uh, I should really say, I mean, Netflix is like who's the production, but like really it's it's Mark and and all the people that are it's Mark Osborne and his wonderful team that they put together because Netflix kind of bankrolls it, but they're not like putting the team in place. It's really Mark's team. I want to praise them for how much they've allowed me to be flexible this summer and uh, just, you know, how uh, and uh, the flexibility on their end and then the pay scale on Netflix end. So shout out to shout out to that that great uh, confluence of things in my world to really allow me to uh, feel the deepness of of that of that uh, lesson this summer. You know, it, it's, it's it's great. And hopefully I will continue to be able to have these, you know, these opportunities um, on different productions. Um, uh, you know, if, if I could take next summer off as well, it's just wonderful, you know, but now the kids are back to school. So, you know, it, 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 it makes sense to, you know, get back to, you know, building half the day, drawing half the day, and then kind of spending time with the kids once they're, once they're home. Um, you know, Wolfie, uh, goes to, he's in third grade now and Junie's in preschool. Um, so that's basically, uh, about it. There's one other thing that I wanted to cover, but I'll probably, well, I'll just hit it. I'll just hit it. Um, I wanted to, and I'm going to expand on this in future podcasts, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, just like I gave myself permission this summer to step away from my work. You know, step away from drawing for, you know, six, eight weeks and just focus on some other really positive, really great stuff, really productive stuff in my life. Um, Because my drawing life is very healthy. So, you know, it's constantly been the healthiest part of my life. So to to it's okay to step away from that and really kind of spread that health and wealth to the other parts of my life that that can really benefit from it as well. And uh, I to give myself permission to do that because I was a little uneasy about it when I was making that decision, but I took that leap and I saw the vision. I really felt like this is going to be good. And as soon as I made the decision, it was like a relief, like, Oh my God, this is the best. I can't believe I was thinking that this would have been bad. And I immediately knew also that if I decided to just double down on the work, it would have kind of been like, fuck, should I have done the other thing? You know? So I'm really confident that I chose wisely and I want to give you guys the listeners, you gals, whatever you think of yourself as, you creative animals in this infinite universe, I want to give you the permission to do what you need to do in your life to be happy, to be healthy, to be productive. You know, if you are working a job that you would not do for free, I give you permission to start to plan your exit from that job, whether it's going in and quitting like the Quit Your Job podcast episode that we have. I forget what episode that is, but you can look back. We have a great episode called, uh, you know, Quit Your Fake Job or something like that. If you're working a fake job, a fake job is a job that you wouldn't do for free. That's a fake job. It's not a diss, right? I'm not dissing anybody. I know people have parameters of their life that they have to fulfill. They have bills. They have kids. They have all this shit. I'm not dissing anybody, okay? But if you have a job that you would not do for free, that's a fake job. That's a job you do for someone else because you have to, okay? 
A real job is a job that you do for yourself, for your enjoyment, and you figured out a way to make a living at that, right? That's a real job. That's what you really want. That's what everybody wants. I don't know anybody that wants a fake job that goes, no, I want to work this fucking in this coal mine, in this fucking factory, in this blah, 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 right? Unless you have a coal mine on your own property and you're in there digging for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you if you do. Um, that'd be a pretty dope, actually. I, I always wanted to start digging a pit and see what happens here. I just have this fascination with the idea of just starting to dig a pit and see just what happens. Like, just start to dig tunnels and pits. Um, I feel like we'll find some fucking dinosaur dicks or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I I really want to. You know, I feel like a lot of people don't feel like they have permission because of other people's expectations, you know, their parents' expectations, cultural expectations and all that shit. Well, if you come to this podcast for guidance, if you look up to me as someone who, uh, you know, can 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 drop some knowledge on you and maybe help you along your path, then I hereby give you permission to do what you want to do with your life from this moment forward to follow your passions in life, okay? You've heard me talk about it before, but have you ever heard me talk directly to you and give you, the listener, permission to say, from this point forward, I am only going to focus on the things that are most meaningful to me, most passionate to me, and I'm going to start to majorly phase out, not, not fucking down the road right now today, start phasing out those unproductive jobs, those unproductive friendships, those unproductive relationships, the things that are holding you back, the things that are holding you down, that baggage, right? Let's unpack those bags together. Let's right now flip them upside down, dump them out and start fresh because I'm giving you the permission to go out and live your dream life, to pursue your dream life, because we know at this podcast in the Go Shrimp Quantum Reality that the minute you make the decision that you have logically no other choice because life is so amazing and you are a creative animal in this infinite universe and there are people dying every day, there are people who no longer have these choices to make, okay? There are people who their circumstances of their life are more and more complicated to make decisions like these, right? I give you permission to fucking follow your passions and start to plan that dream life. We know that once you start to plan it, once you make the decision that you have no other choice but to follow your dreams, follow your passions, live your dream life, that's when it begins. You are now living your dream life. Once you give yourself permission... Okay, maybe once I give you permission, that will shed that threshold, that mantle that's been weighing you down of other people's expectations. Because right now, I expect you to live your fucking dreams. Okay, I am commanding it of you. I am telling you that to honor your spirit, your infinite spirit, The only way to truly honor it, to truly live, to truly live your unique life that is a miracle that has been given to you against all probable laws of the universe, you are here on this planet 
here with these amazing superpowers to imagine things that don't exist in your mind. You are a creative animal in an infinite universe. You can right now think up a life that you would love to live. And every day, you can do things that bring you closer to it. You can make a giant leap right now, right into it. Jump into the deep end. You know one of my favorite things is you don't know what you're made of until your back is up against the wall. If you can, right now, go all in, 100%. Jump with both feet like fucking Lerm right out of the residency into your dream life. She's quitting her job. She's going all in on her freelance illustration career because that is her dream world okay if you have that ability right now Lerm is sitting there going I have the ability to do it I'm gonna do it you heard her say that on the podcast last week right let's follow that up by you doing it okay let's follow that up by you going hey my god I can do that right now I could take the leap into my dream life I'm gonna do it okay And if you can't make that leap right now into it, if you've got some stuff to sort out first, make that your top priority. Sort that shit out as fast as possible. Put that at the top of your list. Get it out of the way. You have to do the things that you must do first in order to do the things that you want to do. That is most always the case, right? Even during the day, it's like, do I want to wake up and work out every single day? Not necessarily, but I know I got to do it to be the person that I want to be, right? To be hyped to get those mental juices flowing, right? So that's a great note to end on. I give you permission to go live your dream life. So go forth and live your dream life, children, all around the world, right? Every scout out there, every fucking person that's inspired by the scouts, everybody listening to this podcast, this is your time. To go out there and truly, you've been you've been thinking about it. You've been listening to us talk about it. Now it's fucking your turn. I give you permission to do it. Go fucking do it right now, okay? And you know we're going to be here talking about it. And then you're just going to be so hyped. Next time you hear the podcast, you're going to be like, dude, I'm fucking doing it. You know, and I want to hear about it. Take your phone, take your device, take your computer and record a voice message. And send it to me at thegoshrimp at gmail.com. And I will put it on this podcast. I want to hear y'all talking about fucking living that dream life. Making that leap. Let's start to get your voices on the podcast to inspire each other, right? Y'all have heard me talk about it. You've heard the scouts talk about it. You've heard my friends talk about it. Now let's hear the listeners talk about how this shit is impacting them. And how they are starting to make the the small steps or the leaps and bounds into their dream life, into their dream world, right? That's what we want to do. The whole point of this podcast is to change the paradigm of the universe one listener at a time because it's very possible. All right, so with that, we're going to cap it off. I've been going for an hour. I know y'all don't want to hear me rant for more than that. Um, I feel like we've we've really gone on a journey in this podcast you know, starting with that heavy heart and really digesting that and tr- and 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 kind of filtering it through the the lens of the things that are great about life, and then coming back to that's of course the reason why we all have to be inspired to live our fucking dream lives, right? Life is too fucking precious to sit around and fucking waste it, right? 
So if you love this podcast, if you're getting hyped on this podcast, if you're really hoping that I come back next week with another fresh pod and keep this rhythm going, be sure to go over to patreon.com slash go shrimp and show some love to the podcast, whether it's $1 uh, at that green smoothie level or that $2 beef stew shout out level or that $5 marinated steak tip level or that $6.66 Satan's marinated tube steak level. You know, you get that Satan's marinated dick shout out. Um, that is really helpful. That really helps me, um, you know, keep on rhythm with this. And uh, once we get, what, I think it's like 200 patrons, we're going to make sure that instead of this podcast being my hobby, that I hit it when I can, we're going to turn it into my jobby, that I'm going to hit it every week, really incorporate it into my professional schedule, you know? So jump up on there and hit that Patreon, um, and we are going to get into the shout-outs right now. For everybody who supported episode 65, again, these are the shout-outs for last week's episode with Lerm. I miss Lerm so much. Shout-out to Lerm. My God, what a beautiful world we live in. Again, just having residents up here. How fucking pumped am I that my life is filled with Ghost Scouts, you know? Um Ghost Scouts has brought me so many great things. Uh, my neighbor, Kent Osborne, <laughs> you know, my neighbor, uh, he definitely came here because of Ghost Scouts. And uh, he's coming over in about an hour and a half for a cookout movie night. And some other friends are coming. Fucking, it's a wonderful, wonderful life that we live. It's 422 right now. 420. Light up them blunts. So we're going to get into these shout-outs. Uh, I'm going to give that green smoothie level, that $1 group, a big how you doing and thank you because uh, every dollar counts. They get the shout-out as a group. And if you donate, if you donate, if you donate $2 or more, you get that beef stew shout-out. Uh, my man Alejandro Fuentes from the workshop. Get yourself some beef stew, my friend. Big shout-out going to Jesse Kukuka Donnie. Thank you for that support. Big shout-out to Ghost Scout Butterflesh, a.k.a. Seth Bird. Big shout-out to Ghost Scout Velvet Dojo, Velvet Dojo, a.k.a. Dalton Stark, a.k.a. Dalton Doodles. Support him on Patreon. He's crushing it. Get yourself some beef stew, my friend. Big shout-out to Gerard Jones. Big shout-out to Ghost Scout Frogadile Dundee, a.k.a. Steve Winfield Meyer. Get yourself some beef stew. Jesse Primo. Big shout-out to Ryan Sims. Big shout-out to Armenia. You know I'm talking about Shemaram from the workshop. What up, girl? Big shout out to Michael Broncado. Let me ask you something, Craig Bowers. Who else actually gives a literal shout out on the podcast? Craig Bowers. You know what I'm saying? Who else actually shouts out your name? You know, I'm literally shouting. 
big shout out to my homie Alexander Lansing, aka Dusty Lupus, aka Bark the Dog. Or, or, or. That's B A R C. If you don't know, now you know. Now you Google it. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Mr. Husband, aka Chris Murray, workshop alumni. You know he knows how to do it. Had some great talks with Chris Murray about some of this shit at the summit. Chris Murray, make that jump, homie. Set aside that time to get that personal career popping because I want to see it and so does everybody else. Big shout out to Matt Bollinger. Big shout out to Joran Thornton, a.k.a. Michael Joran. Big shout out to Chris Burke. Big shout out to Anthony Scott, stop motion animator, the legend, the living legend. Big shout out to Kent Osborne. Big shout out to, oh, <laughs> Kent Osborne, aka Ghost Scout Harvest Moon. Big shout out to Arguably Art. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Cheeky Bookie, aka Alexi Giroux. Will you join us next weekend? Come on, homie, let's do it. Big shout out to Devin Newman. Big shout out to the Nobby Wood. Big shout out to Lermy, aka Computer Person. Big shout out to Shale Durkin. Big shout out to my current employer, Mark Osborne. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Sports Magic, aka Daniel Foothead. Big shout out, ooh, my man, Raphael Tang Hall, my homie from Pratt, coming at that $3 level, jumping it, pumping it, slam dunking it. We got, ooh, now we're jumping up to that fucking marinated steak tip level. Fire up the grill. Oh my God, I got a burp. Um, This one is going out to, I think we're having actually marinated steak tips tonight for this cookout. I think Athena's bringing some home there at the beach right now. It's 80 degrees. We got this nice last weekend of the summer. We're getting a nice, uh, nice hot weekend to send it off there at the beach right now. I'm here making this podcast for you. And then tomorrow I'm going to be hitting the beach with them. Probably one last time because Going to get a little cooler after that. Um, But uh, this one's going out. Speaking of swimming, I know my girl Yvonne Santiago from Puerto Rico. I know she knows all about swimming at the beach. And she's going to be munching on that marinated steak tip. Hope everything is well in your world, homie. I gotta, I gotta get in touch with some of the workshoppers who I haven't talked with in a minute. We gotta catch up. Um, she's coming at that five dollar level. Much appreciated. Uh, another steak tip going out to my person, Johan Elverby. Another marinated steak tip going to perpetual output. And think about that, $5 an episode. That is such an amazing contribution. 
I'm so fucking thankful for that. Who would have thought that one day I would be having a podcast and people would be donating to keep it ripping? I love that. Thank you so much. That is so wonderful. Um, big shout out to Skyler Bloom. Get that steak tip. Big shout out to workshop alumni Kayla Dakota. Get that steak tip. Another workshop alumni and my homie Eric Amelhus. If you're ever in Norway, Maine, stop by the Norway Brewing Company and tell them Go Shrimp sent you. They will give you a fucking hand job. No, they won't. But they will serve you up a tasty brew. They should have a hand job IPA. That would be tight. Erica, let's collab. Hand job IPA. What's going in that one? We got. <laughs> Another shout-out going to Charlie Parisi. Get that steak tip. We got another steak tip. Shout-out going to my man Pablo Meiji, a.k.a. Young Wolf T. Uh, we got, now we're jumping up to that Satan's marinated tube steak. And you know we're talking about the dick meat. Uh, we got... My man, workshop alumni, Zeta, coming in at that $6.66 pledge. And last but not least, we've got the year six camp champion. You know I'm talking about my man, Beard Lips, a.k.a. John Mansfield, a.k.a. Crognack. Get yourself a steak tip and you know that, or get yourself a, get yourself, get, excuse me, get yourself a slice of that Satan's marinated tube steak. And you know that's a vegan slice from my man, Crognack. Because we got the big shout out to all the vegans out there, everybody out there living it. And as you're out there, you know, getting that permission, going out and living your dream life this week. Make sure you spread the word about this shit. Give someone you know permission to live their dream life this week, okay? No matter if they look like you, if they sound like you, if they're from the same place as you, you know what? It doesn't matter. That's all propaganda. That's all bullshit. That's all divide and conquer, okay? I promise you again and again, you have more in common than you have in conflict with every life form on this planet. Okay, we're talking about quantum commonalities here, people. We're all the same thing. We're all connected. What you do to someone else, you do to yourself. It's all the same shit. We need to help each other rise up, not fucking get up despite the people around us, to spite the people around us, right? As soon as you get up, you turn back around, you help the next person up. That's the way this shit works. That's the Go Scout way, okay? I want you to embody that every week, especially this week. Give someone permission to go out and live their dream life. Get that dry erase board going. Get that weekly planner out. Get those fucking goals going, all right? Be productive. Have a great week. Keep it in balance, y'all. All right? Peace.